0: I feel overwhelmed, Kim said, burying her head in her hands. She had started seeing me two weeks after she had returned from her honeymoon. Newly married and excelling in her career, Kim prided herself on being the best at everything she did, but her worries about getting it all done had become all-consuming. She was depleted and dreaded getting out of bed in the morning. She not only was determined to be the best for herself, But she also always showed up as the best for others. The best friend, best daughter, best sister, best co-worker. Now she wanted to be the best wife and someday the best mother. Being the best for Kim meant always saying yes. Saying no was mean. Saying no was selfish. She came to me hoping to figure out how to do more without feeling so exhausted. On my couch, Kim went down the list of things she had agreed to do for other people in the coming week. She insisted that her friend needed her help to move. Her coworker would not be able to manage his project without her assistance. Kim was eager for solutions. She was trying to create more time to do all the things she'd signed up for. As she rattled off everything she was trying to figure out, I asked her to pause. I gently pointed out that it was impossible to create more time. She looked a bit stunned at first. Don't worry, I said. I can help you lighten your load instead. From the look on her face, it seemed as though this approach had never occurred to her. I wasn't surprised. I meet so many people, especially women, who give and give so much only to feel exhausted and even depressed as a result. This is why we live in a culture of burnout. To start, I encouraged Kim to make a list of everything she needed to do at work and at home that week. She already had her week completely mapped out. Of course she did. She sketched a schedule for completing each task. She quickly saw that there was simply not enough time to do all the things she had planned. I asked her, what do you really have to do? And what can you delegate? Do you think your friend might be able to find someone else to help them move? She molded over and said yes, but insisted that she wanted to help. At that moment, I could see that Kim had an issue with setting boundaries around how much and how often she's willing to help others, and that this was contributing to her anxiety. She meant well, right? All she wanted to do was help people, but her level of willingness to help was impossible to sustain. She desperately needed to do less. When I mentioned delegating, Kim dismissed the idea immediately. She knew only one way to help others, and that was to say yes to doing it herself. Kim's refusal to say no had led her to my office and was the root of her worry, stress, and crippling anxiety. According to studies, anxiety is rising. Complicated relationships are among the leading causes of increasing rates of anxiety, and anxiety and depression are the two most common reasons people pursue therapy. Just like Kim, people enter therapy when anxiety is starting to impact their daily life. I worked with Kim to unpack her need to be present for everyone. I helped her see that saying no would give her the time she was seeking. Saying no would give her the freedom to settle into her role as a wife. Saying no would reduce her worries so that she could get out of bed and face the day without immediately feeling overwhelmed.